Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot. Hello, I'm Elizabeth Talbot, and thank you so much for joining us for this series on Women of the Bible. We're learning so much about different women that God chose uh, for different roles in the Bible. And this week, particularly, we are doing women who God chose as leaders. And today we're doing Miriam, the first prophetess that we have in the Bible, Moses' sister. And she's called a prophetess. Now, she's also given a leadership role uh, to lead the people of Israel. So there were three leaders, Moses being the main leader, and then um, Miriam and Aaron, all of them brothers and sister, as you know. Now, have you ever heard um, the saying that your best quality can become your worst trait? Well, I think this happened to Miriam, and it happens to many of us. When we um, become very confident on something that God has given us or on a gift that we seem to have or on a way of doing things. And then we it becomes our worst trait. So it has happened to a lot of people that they start, you know, um, actually thinking that they are somebody and that they are a star and all of a sudden God can't bless them anymore. I've seen this happen a lot in the world of, of media. You know, we do media full-time, television and radio. And I've seen people go bad by by this, um, uh, we could say, narcissistic trait where you say, hey, I'm the star here, so everybody else is working for me type of thing. And when the fact uh, is, the, the fact is that all of us are, pots of clay, and uh, God has chosen us because of our need of a Savior, not because we are the best of the best, but usually because we're the least of the least, and this is God's pattern. Now, this woman struggled with something at the end of her life, and unfortunately, this is the way that it ends, um, the narrative ends about Miriam, we don't hear anything after this one thing that happened to her. But what happened to her has happened to a lot of people in the Bible. Not just It's not just for women, it's for men also, uh, when what I just explained happens to them. But let's start from the very beginning, because we're talking about a very, very intelligent woman. You know, God has chosen men and women in different times of the Bible to speak his word. In in this case, she was a prophetess, as I said. So she had messages from God for the people of Israel. But since she's a little girl, um, she already has some traits that you see that she's going to be a leader. Now, you remember that the, um, the book of Exodus starts by telling us that a pharaoh came along that did not know Joseph. You know, the end of the book of Genesis says, you know, everybody's happy. Joseph's family has come to Egypt. Everybody knows Joseph. Everybody loves Joseph. And so the people of Israel um, are there, etc., etc. But Exodus starts with a whole different picture. When, when something uh, and sometimes we joke about this and we say, well, what, what's going to happen when another pharaoh comes along that did not know Joseph? That means, what if circumstances change? What if, you know, somebody comes that doesn't have the same attitude? Well, unfortunately, this happened to the people of Israel. And a terrible pharaoh came along who terrorized the people of Israel uh, with a death threat. When he saw that all these um, Israelites were growing in number, he gave a terrible, terrible edict. He said, well, actually, 
all the the boys have to die. So uh, if you see a boy, that a baby boy, he has to die. A, a very similar, you know, it's very interesting in the Bible how God does things in patterns. And um, when Jesus was born, you know, also the ruler gave the same um, command that all the little babies of Bethlehem had to be killed two years and under. A very similar thing happens um, with Moses. And of course, as you know, Moses will be um, a figure that is symbolic of Christ uh, for many reasons, which um, we're not going to discuss right now. But uh, so his life starts in the same way with, with a danger to his life. And so um, chapter two it starts like this. A man from the house of Levi went and married a daughter of Levi and the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was beautiful, she hid him for three months. Now she's going against what the Pharaoh has said. And Miriam, from the very beginning, uh, plays a role in, in the preservation of Moses' life. It's very interesting because Miriam is, an, is the older sister, but she, she's a girl. You know, she's not uh, an older woman. And, and she goes to actually um, look out for him. And verse 3 says, When she could hide him no longer, the mother, she got him a wicker basket and covered it over with tar and pitch. Then she put the child into it and set it among the reeds by the bank of the Nile. By the way, I had the incredible experience of going to this river, uh, the Nile, uh, for 14 days, the Kakruza in Egypt. And there's reeds everywhere. I mean, it's almost like any, any bank of the Nile, this could have been, because the reeds are large and you can actually hide a basket in it. And verse 4 says, his sister stood at a distance to find out what would happen to him. So here we have Miriam, a girl, already uh, having an important role in the preservation of Moses' life. Now, when uh, he's found by the daughter of Pharaoh, let me read verse 5. The daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the Nile with her maidens walking along the Nile, and she saw the basket among the reeds and sent her maid, and she brought it to her. When she opened it, she saw that it was a child, and, and behold, the boy was crying, and she had pity on him and said, this, this is one of the Hebrews' children, she realized. And then this girl, Miriam, is so fast in uh, uh, thinking on her feet. You know, she, Verse 7, his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, so, she, I mean, she had to think fast, you know, she had to be outspoken, very smart, very courageous, very clever. And she bargained with the princess. And this is what she said. Uh, verse seven, then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women that she may nurse the child for you? There was no way that they could have um, uh, planned this. You know, they didn't know what was going to happen. You know, they, they were just trying to preserve Moses' life. But she's just so smart. You know, and she comes up with this idea of saying, hey, do you want a Hebrew nanny? And, and the Pharaoh's daughter says, sure, go ahead. And, and she, the girl went, says verse 8, and called the child's mother. Can you imagine? She came up with that plan on the spot. Well, Obviously, this is a clever, courageous, fast thinker, outspoken, very smart little girl. Now, as the years go by, we find her again. Now, at this time, the people of Israel are being delivered by Moses. And, you know, we don't have time to talk about all the times, uh, all the things that are happening between and how God spoke to Moses, etc., etc. But on chapter 14 of Egypt, the people of Israel, after more than 400 years of being slaves, are leaving Egypt. And if you have a moment, read the whole chapter 14, because it's amazing how God is going to deliver them. And, and uh, there is a verse here that is very, very dear to me, because I was in, 
in a very difficult time in my life um, and not knowing what to do. And, and this, this pastor, who was also a therapist, um, said, I'm going to give you a verse that is going to become your verse for a while. And, and it did. And it was Exodus 14, verse 13. Moses said to the people, do not fear. Stand by and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you will never see them again forever. And he said, you can replace Egyptians for anything that enslaves you or oppresses you. And you can believe that the Lord is, is actually fighting for you. And whatever is oppressing you, um, you will never see again because God is going to deliver you out of this situation. And, and uh, you know, this was the, the hardest job description of, of, for me, um, verse 14. <laughs> the Lord will fight for you while you keep silent. Because obviously you can imagine that I don't keep silent that easily. So anyways, this was a verse that was very important for me. And, and um, it became very important for the people of Israel. They just had to stand there and wait what for what God was going to do for them. Well, they cross over and they all start singing. And Exodus 15 is one of the most beautiful chapters in all of Scripture. It, in some Bibles, it's entitled the Song of Moses, but the fact is, is a song about Yahweh. More than 10 times, actually 10 times, the, the name Yahweh, which is Yehovah, that now we know how to pronounce from the Hebrew. The Lord is, is actually mentioned here how the lord was able to do this and and for example verse 13 how the lord redeemed his people etc etc so in verse 20 we get miriam again so we are in exodus chapter 15 verse 20 miriam the prophetess here you have it is the first time this word prophetess is used in the bible miriam the prophetess aaron's sister took the timbrel in her hand and all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dancing. I love this verse because it's, it's right there. It's, it, you can almost miss it if you don't pay attention. And um, the first question I had is, who packs a timbrel? I mean, if somebody says you're going to, to you know, cross the desert, what are you going to put in your bag, right? And maybe a pair of um, sandals or some, you know, more clothing or something. Oh, yes, a timbrel. <laughs> yeah, none of us pack a timbrel, right? Well, who packs a timbrel? Somebody that is expecting something really amazing that they have to celebrate. They have to have an instrument with them. And Miriam was one of those people ready with a gratitude attitude. She says, we have to celebrate. Verse 20. Miriam, the prophetess, Aaron's sister, took the timbrel in her hand and all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dancing. So she becomes this leader. She's not only just a prophetess, but she's a leader of gratitude. And all these other women, I guess they have packed timbrels too. And they also started singing and dancing and 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 playing their timbrels in verse 21 Miriam answered them sing to the Lord for he's highly exalted the horse and his rider he has hurled into the sea what a wonderful thing to lead in a victory dance and song had this gratitude attitude and everything is awesome well as the years go by um, Miriam realizes that God has chosen her as a leader and then one day um, she becomes bitter um, resentment comes out. And this is in the book of Numbers, chapter 12, a very sad chapter, not only in a woman's life, but in anybody's life, in any gender, any leader that becomes bitter and, and with resentment. So chapter 12 of Numbers starts like this. Then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses. So Miriam is mentioned first, even though usually men were mentioned first. Obviously, she initiated this, but Aaron followed. So here we have a man and a woman um, both speaking against our brother. Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses uh, because of the Cushite woman, an Ethiopian woman whom he had married. But then realize, we realized right away that it has nothing to do with that. 
Be- because you know how times so sometimes we have a dialogue about something, but our bitterness and resentment is about something completely different. Well, this happens to them. They start the dialogue talking about the woman, but on verse two it comes up right away what their problem what the problem is. And they said, "Has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has He not spoken through us as well?" Because this has nothing to do with a wife. It has to do with, hey, how come it's all about Moses? Doesn't God speak to us as well? Miriam knows that she's a prophetess. Aaron obviously speaks to God all the time because of, of his place. And God was so upset that they would speak against Moses. that He called the three of them. Not just Miriam, because then some people that are chauvinistic, they, they tell this whole story only about Miriam. But no, God called Aaron too. And as a matter of fact, he called Moses too. And he says, the three of you come to the tent of the meeting. And then he said, look, I speak to you and you and prophets hear me and I send messages, but, but my servant Moses that I have chosen, I speak to him face to face. And actually, uh, it says in verse 8, with him I speak mouth to mouth, even openly and not in dark sayings. And he beholds the form of the Lord and don't ever speak against him again. When the Lord departs, um, Miriam is uh, has leprosy, um, and uh, Moses, his <laughs> the meek Moses intercedes for his sister who was bitter against him. Now she went from this mountain top of gratitude to the valley of resentment, and uh, Moses intercedes for her, and she stays seven days like that, and then is restored. You know, very soon we're told in Revelation 15 that the Song of Moses is going to be sung again. It's just that this time it will be the Song of Moses and the Lamb because we'll realize that God made a way where there was no way. And I want to challenge you today to be a leader of gratitude, not to allow bitterness or resentment to ruin your um, triumphant song about the Lamb. Because the truth is, we were placed in this earth to be leaders of gratitude because God has done for us what we could never do for ourselves. So don't let the enemy take over your life. Praise God, because Jesus wins. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus 101 Institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus 101 Media. Until next time, live free.